This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, welcome to another Poetry Emotion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice. I'm joined today by two lucky people who got to fly out with me, because we're obviously we're in America, you know that, don't you? The Echo paid out of all the Blood Red podcast they paid for us to come out to watch all the pre-season stuff I'm on it flew us out business class Connor Dunn's with me hello Connor working on the tan just by the pool before weren't you yeah absolutely nothing to do with Liverpool City Centre Sun this week it's all America I promise all, all we promise America Kiva O'Neill is here as well Kiva you're looking great in that uh, mankini there I know well I was <laughs> born in the USA I think well, yeah that's right you, you took to it like a duck to water um, obviously we're lying um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted Peter Newton to listen to this first off and go have they sent him to America <laughs> uh, of course we're in the Echo building uh, they wouldn't send us to real you're joking aren't you Um but one thing is for sure is that Liverpool are over there. Liverpool are doing the pre-season. And we're not. And we're not. We're <laughs> talking about it over here in the Echo building. Um, not the best kind of last few games, as if for Liverpool, Connor. Um, I mean, this pre-season is just about getting people fit, isn't it, and all that. And another, if we were flying 6-0 in every single game, we'd be saying, yeah, we're looking fantastic. Um, the Seville game in particular, the last one, was a bit of a tasty affair, wasn't it? They, they'd come to. Is that what we've got to expect now, as Liverpool fans and as Liverpool as a team, that everyone crossing that white line is just going to want to boot lumps out of you, or is going to want to try that little extra hard to try and beat you because European champions? Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be a bit of extra effort because you know you have that. It's a coup. Beating Liverpool is a coup. It's teams like Seville, if they, if they turn one over on Liverpool, that's a massive result for them. Obviously, pre-season is always about the fitness, and, and Klopp has said before that. You know, he learns more out of defeats than he does in wins. And, and that's a fair point to take. But I think, you know, you can look at the results as what they are. And Liverpool are obviously struggling a little bit defensively. But I think what is really, really key and what is really, really obvious is how much you miss Henderson, how much you miss Ronaldo, how much you miss Fabinho, that run in, that industry, that intelligence in the midfield. It just looks so open without them. And, you know, maybe without those players that can't do just quite as much running, haven't got quite as much football intelligence. I think that's where it's going wrong. And obviously you're missing some key players at the front and back of the field as well, which is another It is point. interesting. It's a good point. Connor makes Kiva because you look at the Liverpool team and the pre-season stuff and they're playing good. They're playing slick. They're playing some nice stuff. And then, But you don't you don't realise the, 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 the golfing class, do you, until you see the main players back in that side because there's a lot of possession getting given up and, you know, a few mistakes in the back as well. I mean, it makes you wonder what the likes of Klein is thinking because he's, you know, he's in the pre-season but then so is Harry Wilson and so is, you know, a few other players that aren't going to make the team. And you wonder whether Klein's thinking, you know, what am I doing here? Am I just... You know, is he going to go back to Bournemouth or is he going to go back to whatever, he, whatever or is he going to go on to another team? So you've got this, it's a weird, it's, pre-season's weird, isn't it? Because your big players aren't really taking part. They're getting eased into it. Um, and it's more, suppose, I guess, for international, you know, it's, there's a financial aspect to it and, there's, and it's also for appeasing international fans. But obviously you want to get results for that, don't you? Going back to the Seville game, it was, it was um, one particular challenge on Lucy, but Lanucci was absolutely horrendous, wasn't it? And you, you wonder, there can't be any excuse for a red card in it. In he a does that in a league match. He's banned for he's f- six weeks. Well, sure, well here's, here's the point, though. Shouldn't he be banned doing it in a friendly, a pre-season friendly? I mean, Lanucci's been been looking really sharp, been looking like yeah, a good kid who's going to move. Yeah. And he's he's potentially ended, certainly, his, his pre-season. Um, yeah, it's such a shock and challenge, and like you know, it's we, just a kick in the back. I think of the we leg, can't yeah. overlook it. Yet we can't sort of break the fella because obviously he's done it. He's apologised now. Which he, and I think Virgil van Dijk's running after him, made him apologise yeah. a lot quicker. He, he quickly wrote his tweet as Van Dijk was there <laughs> pointing at him, and Henderson and Robbo as well went over to him. But um, you know, you, it's one of them, isn't it? It was horrible to see, and 
any red card in a friendly is just bizarre because you know it's a friendly and I don't think he wasn't the only one that could have been off as well there's quite a few and Liverpool's intensity in training and pre-season we know it's up there with the best in the world but I don't think they were ready for that level of like you say Sevilla just came at Liverpool like it was a Champions League yeah group yeah. stage match yeah. or you know something was on the line because they wanted the feather the red feather yeah, in the yeah, cap yeah, you know yeah. going forward obviously we've got a little bit of brief history with them in the Europa League final and whatnot and then obviously we played them in the Champions League didn't we the was that the year after that I think mm. and the horrible 3-3 game yeah um so they've come out there with all you know just just wanting wanting to wanting to beat Liverpool and I don't think Liverpool were almost ready in a mad way for that level yet. Well, nor should they have been, I don't think. No, I, was friendly. I watch friendlies just sort yeah. of relaxed. That's the type of thing that wakes you up when you're watching it anyway and it's late of a night. You know, it's just horrible to see, but obviously lads apologise and hopefully, well, we're lucky that LaRucci hasn't been seriously yeah. injured. It looks to be just maybe a minor little injury and because he has been the most impressive, I think, youngster, he's just like a... Lightning bolts, isn't he? So quick, just well, so assured on the ball. Considering and then we were talking forty-five million pounds for Firpo, and that, I mean that, that's a position of that, that yeah. kid. Again, no, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because the, the, because it's an international, uh, because it's a friendly, does it lo- sort of lure into a false sense of security with players like that? Because you know he, he's got that ability to get forward and stuff. But you wonder then whether, whether you say, "All right, let's put him in," or "Let's put him in as cover for Robbo anyway." Whether or not the big stage might be. That it, this is the problem, isn't it? It's a tricky one to try and gauge. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously he played against Dortmund, didn't he, as well? For that first 45 minutes against, you know, Jaden Sancho, who's arguably one of the best English talents around and stood up really well to him, to be fair. And I was actually speaking to Barry Lutas, the Live Under 18s manager, yesterday about LaRucci. And um, he was saying it was only literally this time last year that they moved him from a left winger to left back and he just took to it immediately. Mm. And You can oh, see he's got the qualities of a left winger, can't yeah, you? Yeah, he's got that pace, that attacking yeah. ability. But I think that extra bit of pace and that extra bit of running that he's got helps him to get back and defend as well against quite quick players. It'll be interesting to see him in a competitive situation and it's a little bit of a gamble. But, you know, I think... You know, we've said it many times before, Klopp and Edwards, if they think he's right and we've got to trust them to take that gamble if they think they haven't got to buy somebody in this window for that left-back cover. Well, we've got that thing we've discussed in, other, in, in previous podcasts. We're in that tricky situation in Liverpool where we are talking about buying players to bench them, really, aren't we? And that, that's yeah. the problem. You know, the Nicholas Pepe's won't go away, but it's not likely we're going to be going near 70 million euros or not whatever chance. it is to sit, sit someone on a bench. But what is a bit, what, what is a bit of a sort of... A, um, a cold reality really talking about the Seville game is Oxley Chamberlain got a right few tasty tackles on him and and then you just think don't you in a, in a pre-season friendly if one of those had gone the wrong way there's a £40 million player out again for another year and so there is still that that sort of dark cloud looming as the knock either of 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 whether or not we're, 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 we've got the strength and depth we need to sustain another you know potentially 97 points or another another premiership and European challenge do we in your in your opinion, are we a few short? Are we one short? Have we got exactly what we need? I think it can quickly be like a domino effect, like we've seen last season with the centre halves and you know a couple of injuries, and you're just down to the last sort of player who can play. Joel Matter, but no one expected him to be you know the player he went on to yeah. be for that season, and it's it is worrying if something like that happens right now. I feel like we're okay, but of course we maybe okay, need one just or two away, more. Yeah. But then does that upset the apple cart in terms of the squad balance? And if you're bringing someone in, you know, wages and things like that, there's so much that goes with it. And, you know, it, I think 
Klopp said, didn't he? There's maybe one sort of position that he's looking at. And I think he'll know, yeah. you know, what obviously it could be. He wants the, the left back, maybe he doesn't think Larucci's ready just yet. Or, you know, he wants that, like, someone bit... I mean, Origi and Brewster are there, so you don't think he needs that extra striker. But then maybe he's thinking we do because obviously, you know, an injury to a couple of them and you you might be playing Origi, Brewster and say Mane and Firmino and Salah aren't there. So, you, you know, you might need someone else to, to fill in for them. And then the midfield's like a tricky one because you feel like you've got loads of players. I was looking through to do a piece on who's going to start the Norwich game and I was looking through going, God, we've got so many options. Probably a dozen players that could play. That could play there, mm. but then... Even that, like, you know, a suspension, an injury, mm. things can, someone's not playing quite right and it can quickly sort of spiral out of control. But I'm hoping for Liverpool, the luck is on our side this season. We're going to need it, but we're going to need hard work as well again, aren't we? And I think the thing is, the front three have uh, been playing a lot of football. Um, so potentially you could be starting against Norwich in two weeks' time or there, there, thereabouts without, without money. Possibly. Yeah, certainly, I think he's going to be going to be, rest, going to be yeah. giving him a, a bit of a rest. Now, of course, it's important to hit the ground running. It is Norwich. No disrespect to Norwich. It's a, but, you a know. good start, really. It's a great start for us, Norwich at home. Friday um, night. Friday night, yeah. It's, it is decent, but it just, it just highlights the point that if 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 something does happen to Salah or something does happen to Firmino, we, we are then, is the Ryan Brewster's of the world ready to make up that make make that step up? He's been impressive. He's he's, ticked, he's put his chances away. Yeah. No doubt about it. But do you think that, he, that, that he, he can make that step up? Now, Liverpool have raved about Brewster for such a long time. And when he got his injury, obviously they moved him straight to the first team because they rate him so highly. And I think if he was coming in, if Liverpool had signed someone as highly rated, a highly rated teenager as Brewster this summer, fans would Every, be absolutely yeah, that's a great point. buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. And similarly to Oxley chamberlain actually, to be fair, obviously we didn't see him play last season. If he was coming in this season, everyone would be really excited to see him too. So I think we've got to take that a look at that a little bit. It's a lot, a lot of pressure on him mm. if he's going to be that striker, that role that Firmino plays that you know depending on what formation Klopp plays but you know until we put him in that situation you, you're never really going to know and I think with Liverpool offering Origi a new contract with them you know thinking the world of Brewster it'll, it'll be good to see and I, I think they might just have enough just because of what how Liverpool feel about them and you know how Klopp has what Klopp has spoken about Brewster before on so many occasions about how good he is and how much he that play so well in training against the likes of Van Dyke. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to, you've got to put a lot of faith in them, but I'm hopeful. Well, it's a, it's a good point you make. There would be a lot of excitement if he was an unknown sort of starlet that's come through the ranks and we bought him for 50 million euros. He seems like an instinctive striker, uh, Kiva, doesn't he? You know, he knows where to be at the right time. He, 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 he strikes me as the kind of uh, forward who's who's going to get a majority of his goals from inside the box because he, he's that kind of poaching uh, striker, isn't he? His movement's excellent. You know, when you just pay attention to him on his own. I was at the Tramie match and I chose before the game to write about him. So I was paying closer attention to him and just, I'd never really seen him play, not in the flesh anyway. And, you know, I'd seen clips and little bits and bobs, but obviously I had that long injury. And mm-hmm. I think the last time I'd probably seen him play was maybe for England in that um, under 17 World yeah. Cup when the, and he looked really good there, but you know, he was young and you didn't really know what he could quite be. And obviously it's only 45 minutes at Prenton Park, but what I saw of him, I was just so, so impressed is he sort of just, 
operates like with this confidence like his movement was brilliant he he seemed to like excite and bring everyone into the game with him yeah. I remember Kent and Wilson and he's gone on to do that in the other few games we played he just seems to just have a knack as well just to know where to be at the right time and hopefully you know he can just keep building on that and going forward into this season I think hopefully he'll be you know what Origi was last season but if not a little bit more and then this time next year we could be sat here thinking we've got Brewster mm. we've got you know you don't know who comes and goes but you know we could be sat in a different position looking at him where now we're looking at him waiting for him to do something yeah. so just well, hope, he just has to prove himself, he can just he? go and do it because you know what we've seen of him and the the waves he's been making have been incredible so you know he's got to go and do it now well let's face it if you're a young player wanting to break into a side and you've just watched Liverpool win the 60 European Cup and and been part of that incredible parade and the bus and stuff. You, you nothing could whet your appetite more as a young player to, to try and get into that first team. Absolutely no, it must just be the most exciting place in the world to be right now. And I, I imagine Liverpool have a queue of young players that want to come and play for them because the club is in such a good position. You see how they have so much camaraderie, so much love for Klopp, so much love between each other. It's an incredible atmosphere and what an amazing time to be involved in Liverpool and. The future is just so bright and it's just so exciting. And I think just a note on Brewster, and we speak about how he looks really sharp in the box. He seems to have that intelligence to sort of you know what he's going to do next. And I think with that comes, uh, you know, a sort of ability that he can work on his own game now in terms of he's got the intelligence, he knows what to do, he's instinctive in the box, so he can work on those individual aspects to improve himself as a player, which I think will really help him going forward as well. Yeah, there's a couple of young guys. Kai Havertz as well as someone they're, they're, they're just talking about. I'd probably pronounce his name wrong, isn't it? no doubt. Yeah, so there is absolutely no chance they're going for him. He's, he's very, very expensive. Right, OK. Um, I'm, he's sort of 70 to 90 million rated, so got no hope of him, I'm afraid. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it's kind of done. Bad news, kind of done. <laughs> I've got to uh, stop reading the Liverpool Echo. That's the problem because he was—he's a nailed-on signing. Transfer uh, rumours, transfer rumours. That'd be wonderful, though. Another transfer rumour we must talk about um, uh, because Paul Ince has mentioned it. Of course, is uh, Gareth Bale um, ridiculous? He's just been offered a million pound a week, apparently. Well, you know, it has been reported that a Chinese club are offering a million. He's on something like five fifty, five sixty, or something, uh, and has been for a while at Real Madrid. Um, you know, a player like him, whether it's Liverpool or whether it's any other club, whether it's Tottenham, or, he's got to decide, hasn't he, I think, himself, whether or not he wants to play football or he wants to make money, more money. Because if you're going to China for a million pound a week, you've clearly wiped your hands with football, haven't you? In a sense of winning things. He's won three European Cups. but um, He's scored an over a kick in the European I Cup mean, final. I mean, you know, anyone who has any doubts about Gareth Bale's ability, I think the thing is, before he went to Real Madrid, he was lighting up the Premiership. Yeah. I mean, he was just special. Um, some of the goals he scored for Spurs were just outrageous. He goes away and then you don't really feel it because he's not on your marker, because he's not on your radar, because he's over there. Then he comes on against us last season and, it, it, you know, he, all right, one goal was a bit of a headache from yet another headache from the keeper, but the overhead kick was just yeah, was unbelievable. Ridiculous. I mean, there's a kid there's a kid with a lot of talents. If he turned around and said, I will take a, a major wage drop and I want to come to Liverpool, would you have him, Kiefer? Yeah, I think so. It's a hard one to say because it'd I know be a massive wage it'd drop, have to be yeah. big. And I think his hunger isn't quite there in terms of dropping his wages. I don't think he'd be, you know, if he's getting offered a million, he's clearly, surely you, you take that four well, million you, a but, month. No, just, but do you know if you've been on f- half a million 
a month anyway. I mean, he's he's thirty now. Half a million a um, week. He was he'd on be it, thinking, it, surely, yeah. like a week. Sorry, same sorry, month. So he's, yeah, yeah, week, yeah. He's been half a million a week for how many years? He's been there. I'd like to honestly. I'd like to see him take that wage cut and come to yeah. say, a, you know, the Premier League. Maybe like Tottenham would be perfect for him. Just return home. Obviously, maybe if like Ericsson or some one of their big name signings is going elsewhere, you know, to see him just take that wage cut and actually play some football because we haven't seen even a lot of him. He doesn't, he's, you know, had fallen out with the different managers in Madrid and, you know, Zidane's come out now and said, yeah, like he's sort of ready to like, we don't want him, which is, you know, it's uncomfortable and you do feel a little bit sorry for him. As soon as Zidane come back, he knew he was marching orders, wasn't it? Because he did said, didn't he, it'd be best for everyone if he goes. He said that the first time, I can't play with him. And but it makes you wonder what the way he's been treated is ridiculous. Yeah, though, is, like an he's, unbelievable talent. We've seen it in the Premier League. We've seen it against us. Like clearly, there's no doubt in how good he is. You know, thirty. He's not really that old. We've probably got a couple of years left. A couple of really good years. Yeah. He's an him. impact player as well, isn't yeah. he? So he's not someone who, who you know for. I mean, his pace was was all about his game, but I think he's still got it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. It would be a mass. It's a massive decision, and it's he's the only one that can make it. Obviously, whether he takes that wage cut and wants to try and win more football games, and you'd think he had. Would have enough money, wouldn't you? This is the thing, isn't it? I mean, I know, you're right because it is, it is, a, it is a, a, it's a double-edged sword. Because you're right. I mean, if someone says to you, "Do you want a million pound a week?" You know, in this kind of world, it's going to be hard to say, "Well, no." But you, you know, footballers and sports people in particular, footballers, they they, they have such a competitive streak going through yeah. them, don't they? It's part of what makes them what they are. And you wonder whether someone is going. I mean, his agents obviously going to be saying, "Go for the mill because he's on a cut." But you wonder whether. Someone like Gareth Bale thinks, you know what? I'd like a challenge again. I'd like to to know what it's like to to make a difference in a team. And that'd you know? be so refreshing to see, wouldn't it? You yeah, know, he's been the pinnacle of Welsh football for years now, and from maybe to return to England would be just massive because, you know, the Spanish fans, the Real Madrid fans, haven't treated him with they've treated him with a lot of hostility over They're the years. He's just been just about the worst fans. He's aren't been they, to whistled be so much and jeered like yeah. throughout his stay Incredible. there. What he's put up with is like you know been unreal and you know you say he's on a lot of money and he can but it is you wanted to see him go out there and obviously he's had them moments like the overhead kick and remember I think was it in the Copa del Rey when he ran like off the pitch and then back on and scored that goal you know he's had them pinnacle moments where you know if you watched a a YouTube compilation now you'd be very impressed with (laughs) them be like you know I'm not scoring one of them in a lifetime never mind 10 in a season and um, you know I think it is a shame the way he's career sort of gone but then in the way you know he is on a lot of money and he has won a lot anyway so it's like well that's it he's been jeered but for £560,000 a week he could shove me in the stocks and sit, sit in Liverpool City <laughs> Centre and chuck tomatoes at me I yeah. wouldn't really care that probably much probably take it <laughs> you probably take it uh, another one of course that is doing the rounds well, let's put the Nabil Fakir to bed because he's made more appearances on the podcast than all of us put together I think uh, as a player who very nearly got here got to wear the shirt I think didn't he for a promo <laughs> and then got binned but what was the official if you're going to because we'll we, for those of you who don't know uh, he's gone to Real Betis, hasn't he? He has indeed. And, and it, it's a, it was a 17 million? 17.74 million. And what were we looking at? 52 last year, last summer. So it, it, so you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to work this out, do you? We've gone over there to sign up a, 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 a deal worth over 50 million quid. He's 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 got a knee injury that's that's made him fail a medical, I think. And yeah. it was certainly made Liverpool pull back and say, no, thank you very much. Uh, he plays the rest of that season... Um, and now he's gone to Real Betis for 17 million. 17 points. Yeah, 17, 17.74 million. So what? So clearly, whatever was going on at Liverpool there, they, got the, they made the right decision, did yeah. they not? Well, Leon, they finished third in League One last 
season. So they're going to be playing Champions League football. Betis, they finished 10th in La Liga. They're not going to have Europa. They're not going to have Champions League. They are clearly a step down from where Leon is. But, you know, Leon has spoken all season about the fact he wants to go. And I think, to be honest, that Liverpool move probably hurt him quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. He probably set his heart on coming. He's probably seen what Liverpool have done. That's probably hurt him, you know, just his prospects going forward. And I think he probably was already saw himself away from Leon. So it's just, he's moved away. But it's not a good move for him. And I think, obviously, it completely proves Liverpool right with what they did just because it's such a huge drop of money. 35 million quid less than what we're going to pay 13 months ago to a club that isn't going to be competing in Europe this season it, it just speaks volumes about you know where he's at as a player right now doesn't it really well, and it's a the big fa- fall from grace isn't it really but I mean I feel a little bit sorry for him as well I don't know I'm feeling sorry for everyone today oh, maybe no. it's because of my hay fever I think it probably is something yeah. like that but you know to be about to sign for Liverpool and then for Liverpool to pull to even out do and for that to media, collapse. To be in the shirt, to be doing your interviews. I'm thinking I've made it, I'm, you know, and then to watch us win the Champions League and stuff like that would have really, that would be quite hard. painful. And now yeah. he's, you know, like Connor says, a 10th placed Real Betis. Uh, you know, a good football club, but not on the levels of even Leon will be playing. No, you know, and, despi- the and despite the, the, the rumours in, in, the, in the newspapers, there wasn't any other appeal from Liverpool to go back to him. He just sort of, really? he just sort of the, the, the deal went dead. And Arsenal that was, you know, were like linked. So what? So clearly bit. something has happened there, isn't it? Clearly you're looking at something that's had an ongoing injury. Um, there's so much part of the transfers these days is they have to look at the, the, their, their long-term fitness, don't they? Liverpool have put other teams off, I think, maybe in that, you know, with that collapsing. And then Leon have had to get the money for him because his contract runs out next season and, you know, he's one of their best players. But the fact that Liverpool haven't come back years. for a reduced fee, because he did originally say, didn't he, we'll, have you good, we'll, go, we'll go down to 30-odd million yeah. and they were having none of that. So the fact that Liverpool haven't come back, because he looked great against Man City, he, he, he scored yeah. a goal and he, he looked really, really good, didn't he? So the fact that Liverpool haven't gone back and said, all right, if you're going to go to 17 to Real Betis, you might as well, we'll give you 25 or something along them lines. They've just completely killed it in the water, didn't they? I think the other thing as well to look at is the position that Fikir plays in that sort of number 10 role. It was almost like a replacement for Coutinho when he was when he was coming in but Liverpool have moved so far past that now and they're so well stocked as we said earlier with midfield options that getting him in if he isn't if they're not completely sure about his medical and his long-term future in terms of injury wise it's just no point so I can totally see it but it must be so difficult for him The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Well let's just talk about that then because you've mentioned the name there of course Coutinho and, and, and a lot of Reds fans will in their opinion, will say that, that if there's one kind of player that we're missing that, that might complete the jigsaw, it's that player that drops the shoulder and can lash one in from 30 yards or lash one in from 25. Basically, it's Coutinho and what he did for Liverpool. And recently, they've, they've, there's been all these rumours about a possible two-year loan deal and this, that, and the other, and 88 million quid or whatever. Or Liverpool are, are set to lose quite a lot of money on him because he's not going to be staying at Barca. Um do you know any of the reality of it? Is there any is there any of that real? Was there any potential for him to well, come back into that side? Because we still don't have that kind of player, do we? No, of course. The reality with the money is actually totally different. We, we did a report the other day, it was actually Gorsty um, who did it. I think Liverpool are only now owed €5 million Euros of that transfer fee um, mm-hmm. because they had an initial outlay and then he's won the Copa del Rey, he's won Liga and I think all of that is just transformed him into because he's played quite a lot of games for them as well over the last mm. couple of years like 50 odd games so yeah they've, they've got a lot of that transfer fee back just because of how much Barcelona have, play, have paid they're going to want so much money for Coutinho particularly if he came back to Liverpool with you know how the Michael Edwards put in that um, 
Barcelona, how much was extra was it going to Barcelona have to pay for any any player they wanted to mil, buy? Isn't it? it was something, something some crazy. Yeah. Basically, you're not coming anywhere near us yeah, for the next yeah, few yeah, years. Yeah. You can take Coutinho, but that's you done. So I think there would be some sort of you'd have to get rid of that, and there'd be so much more. It'd be such a difficult deal to get over the line because of how many clauses and how many things would have to be in certain contracts. And I just don't think it's one that Liverpool are going to be going back for. That said, I would love to see Coutinho back at Anfield because we know what he can do. He lit up so many games for us. It's like a screamer against Man United. That, oh, shit. The, the you, dink over you, you haven't got, you'd have just, to take your shoes and just, socks off to count on the hands. Of yeah, it's just so many, it. but... But he split. But he divides fans now, doesn't he? Totally. Connor? And, and Keith, I think it's because of the way he left, isn't yeah. it? Um, f- from my perspective, I don't know what you think about this, but he, you know, he's grown up in South America. He's looked at Barcelona as like a Catalonian club. It's like his pinnacle. He's not a Liverpool fan, and you know, I'm a big forgive and forget and bring him back if we could. But I just think it's going to be. Too it's very far. marmite at the moment. I personally think that players move on clubs, and that that's the way it works. And, and as a fan. I've always said this, a, a player will never look at your club the way you do as a fan. Unless they're the Steven Gerrards or the, or the Jamie Carragher's, if you like, who, who've, 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 who are from the city at least and have that passion one way or the other. He's, he's, he's a Brazilian player who, and most of that, most of the Brazilian and Argentinian players, they want to play in Real Madrid or they want to play at Barcelona. We got a load of money for him. He, us, he left us owing us nothing as far as I was concerned. Um, it's probably one of the best pieces of like business money-wise that Liverpool have ever done. Well, it is. Yeah. It's by far. It so is. would they want to undo that by bringing them back? I don't think they would unless it was a loan. And I would, I'm on the thing with you. Like I would love to see Coutinho As back. a loan, Blins, I, I can't imagine playing 80, 90, no. 100 yeah, million. I don't think plus, the club would do that. 142 and- mil. So they're going to want over 100 mil back to get him back. And that's not going to fit into our... Because like you say, they have moved on. They've restructured. And they don't depend on it. Cause as, 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 much as, as much as Coutinho could drop a shoulder and turn a game in a, in a heartbeat, he, he, he could also be part of the stifling of Liverpool because if you cut Coutinho at the game, you more or less cut us at the game, you nullify any kind of threat Liverpool. That, that doesn't work anymore because we have a three-pronged attack. And if you nullify one, there's a chance. So there is that argument about if you got Coutinho, where would he play? Who would he disrupt? That's it. Yeah. That's the problem, isn't it? But again, it's that. I it's, mean, it's the catch twenty-two in it because we still don't have that kind of play. Oxley Chamberlain's <laughs> got a chance to prove himself has, yeah. as someone who can find that pass or who can someone could. I mean, he's rifled in some decent, yeah, some yeah. decent goals. And obviously, you've got Henderson who you know found his feet a bit more last season, playing a bit higher up the pitch. He's got that screamer against Chelsea, didn't he? He's obviously got a bit in his locker. Just whether Klopp can you know find a bit more from these players to do a bit more. Coutinho did. I just he'd be a sensational option, wouldn't he? Just to sort of bolster that midfield if you needed him in the game or if you wanted to start him against some lesser opposition. And but you know we could talk about Coutinho all day, couldn't we? To be fair, and what he would and wouldn't bring. I don't know. It's just such a divisive player. Yeah, he is, and, and he, he definitely polarizes Liverpool fans at the moment because a lot of them are saying, "Get rid, get rid." Um, I just don't, I, I, I just don't understand unless he'd done something really, really disrespectful. Mm. Um, I just wouldn't, because, because you know, my opinion on Suarez has changed dramatically after the Barca game, certainly the first leg, because I loved Suarez, and Suarez did. Suarez only did what Coutinho did. Yeah. He went to Barcelona for a lot less money, for half the money, more or less. Um, but we still loved him. There was something about the lovable rogue about Suarez, and I think it was only his reaction to the uh, um, uh, to the new camp when when he scored and was and was given it the large and with Robertson. He was and that, giving and it he a lot, weren't he? Over he them wa- two legs, and I think it made us sort of get over it, like the heartbreak. I of think that. it did. I think it, it, I think like, it really did. Like kicking Robertson. Yeah, yeah, we were just like you know, and you've spoke before a lot, Connor, about like the dark arts of football yeah. and how Liverpool need that. But then Robertson showed it, you know, and I don't know. 
I think when Coutinho sort of went, got substituted, you did. I'm on the feeling sorry towards the day. I don't know what it is. And you did feel sorry for him because you know that, you know, he's won two La Ligas. Yeah. He's won, like you say, the Copa del Rey. Obviously, they got beat in the final this year of that. They've, he, but he's had such an unhappy time there. The fans have been like similar the way they are to Gareth Bale. He scored a goal in the Champions League and just put his fingers in his ears, didn't he? Yeah. As if he couldn't hear the That was quite telling, the wasn't it? It's if, you know, and, and he looks 12. You feel sorry because he looks like a little baby. His still. agent was speaking on, I think, Talksport and saying, you know, his affinity for Liverpool and like he still loves Liverpool. Like a lot of the players who leave Liverpool, you know, it's a, a club that will be etched on your heart forever. And I feel like maybe he just wants the good times back and you, you can't blame him like you nah. say for, for going to Barcelona it's you're talking about players in the 20s you know you're talking about young they're young men and he in his in his mind he's thought I've done this at Liverpool you know I, and I and, I, and I'll reiterate it he owes us nothing he, 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 you know we bought him for what just under 10 million quid yeah, 8 million I think and, and, and he was just he was, a, he was a tour de force on his day he was unplayable and he, he did so much for us and I just thought he's, you know part of his dream has been to put that shirt on for Barcelona and to be a you know, to follow in the footsteps of Messi. Now, of course, what you don't realise when you get there is the, the spectre of Messi and the shadow that he cast on that club, I think, is so big that you... Um, I mean, apparently there's a story now that Messi turned around to, to Griezmann first day of training and said I th- he pulled his hair or something and said I, I was hoping the, ma- the mask was going to come off and it was Neymar. Bad thing to say to, to the kid who's wow. just come over to your club. So there's that weird spectre of, of Messi it's, and it hasn't worked. So you can imagine... The Coutinho and Coutinho, no doubt, had the arm around his shoulder saying, Look, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Look at where you are now. Because Klopp said that thing, didn't he? Be a hero here, get a statue here, or go over there and, you know, be forgotten about. And it's gone exactly that way. And I think it's very telling of where Liverpool are right now because you look at Torres and say Suarez, the last two sort of big signings to to go elsewhere. They were never really publicly as much linked with a move back to Liverpool. Coutinho is because Liverpool, you'd want to come back to Liverpool, but they didn't. They wanted to go because they wanted to win titles and stuff. But Liverpool are going forward. They're going to be winning titles. We've just won a big, pretty big one. So, you know, Coutinho, you can see if he is, why he's getting, you know, linked back and what. and maybe spe- wanting to come back, especially like it's like the Michael Owen one when he went to Real Madrid and we and we won the and we won the, yeah, in two thousand five. Exactly. I mean, Coutinho has been playing his heart out for as he goes. We win the biggest prize in, in club football, and he's missed out on it and beat them along the way. I, I, I'm always convinced. Though, if you ever watched that Liverpool Barca game back at Anfield again, there's a moment where Coutinho gets the ball on the edge of the box, and and is customarily dropping his shoulder, and instead he passes to Messi, and he passes where Messi can't do anything with it. And I was looking, just thinking, did he panic there? Did he not want to score in front of the cup? <laughs> what happened there? Because honestly, Something. watch the game again. There's a moment there where he gets that ball, the edge of the box, and you think, this is it. This is going in, and we've got to score another three or whatever. And he doesn't. He, he, he sort of panics. It's interesting. Uh, it is interesting. I, I, I mean, I love the kids, and, and I would have a back in the heartbeat as long as it wasn't crippling the pool. That's the point. Exactly. Yeah, it's always going to be a big money sticking point with him, isn't it? And the difficulties of the deal probably aren't going to see it get done, but I would love to see him come back. And if not, just nowhere else in, 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 in the Premier yeah, League. That's yeah, the thing, exactly, isn't it? It's yeah. PSG or somewhere like that, maybe, yeah, but, yeah. but you just don't want to see it. Let's talk about some of the young ones that are in the side then, because we mentioned them earlier on. I mean, Ryan Kent impresses all the time for me. He's, he's, a, yeah, he's, he's a really forward-moving player, isn't he? And, and, and looks to have a right good game in his locker, but seemingly going to go back. I mean, you, don't, you wonder whether him and Harry Wilson are going to get a chance. 
Yeah, it's tricky. Obviously, with Liverpool being in such a good position, obviously having such a wealth of world-class players, it's going to be so tough for the young boys to get in. But, you know, Ryan Kent is taking this opportunity. He obviously was under Rangers, um, under Steven Gerrard last year. He won the young player, Scottish Young Player of the Year, which, you know, is a, is a big accolade. He comes back and Klopp says, we're going to give him a chance in pre-season. And, and to be fair, he's, he's done very, very well. You know, he's had a hand in a couple of goals and he's looked really sharp. He's looked really bright. But then... Where's he going? How's he getting in? How is he getting in? Yeah. Because you you thinking those boys coming back like Mane, Salah, Firmino, they, they're instantly taking three positions. Henderson, Fabinho, Ronaldo are probably immediately taking three positions. You've got Oxley Chamberlain who can play on either of the wings where yeah. Kent is going to play, and it's so so tough. But I think if we're looking at Carvo and we're looking at a bit more depth, and you think maybe Oxley Chamberlain could play a bit further up, Kent could be an, an option just to you know play in, in, in your cup games to give those like Mane's a rest on that left wing something like that and you know to be fair to him he's probably the play you think yeah he, he could, you could keep him around but I could see exactly why he'd go back to Rangers because he'd be there starting every week yeah. challenging for the SPL challenging for the Scottish Cups and playing under Steven Gerrard which is a good well, Steve, Steven has mentioned he wanted to buy him and it hasn't gone yeah. off has it so yeah. clearly there's something about him that, that Klopp's saying well hang on a minute we're not going to let go of him just yet I think the pre-season's interesting, you know, because we sort of tout it as this opportunity for these young players, and it is. But at the same time, there's this harsh reality that awaits them, that they're never really getting in this Liverpool team unless they are... So special. Unbelievable. Exceptional. Or fate plays a, plays a hand. Exactly. And what would you say out of those players that have shown? You're saying Brewster could probably make some appearances next... You're not saying he starts. Yeah. LaRucci, you're thinking he could be, you know, that backup to... Robertson again you're not saying he starts so you know it is such a long and arduous sort of task for these young players to eclipse the brilliance and magnificence of what Liverpool have right now but it's hard to sort of send them packing you know you want them to stay around and maybe try but then it's like is it an impossible task because it seems like one it's tricky but we will then spend all next season with our with our, with our hearts and our mouths every time Salah Firmino or, or Manny hit the deck won't we because that's what happened last season Every single time, because we remember how Salah was taken, Mane was taken out in the derby, and yeah. we lost him for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Salah, we've been we've been lucky with, other than the Ramos challenge, um, he seems to be one of them players who 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 who's, who's quite durable. Those free play, the amount of knocks and kicks yeah. they take, yeah. they are they play an unbelievable amount of football, really. And <clears> we're so fortunate that we have those three up there that can you know, sustain challenges, sustain knocks, sustain a lot of playing time. But yeah, there is always that worry, isn't there? As, as you said, that as soon as they go down, as soon as the physios come on and you're thinking, oh, what are we going to do here? So yeah, it's tricky and, you know, it might be an impossible task for those young players next season to be in the starting 11, but I don't think it's completely impossible to see them as backup on the bench. And that could be where, you know, Liverpool's gamble, not going into the transfer market, working with what they've got, the players they know, how the vibe is and how the you know, how atmosphere is around those players, that's important too. And, you know, when you've got what you have, you're not bringing someone in who's an unknown and it might be a bit better for them in that sort of respect. And they could take the chance, like look at yeah. Origi now, he's a permanent fixture. They, The young players, when they are on the bench and they do, they will get called upon. They need to just, you know, it's hard to just say go and score or do something important, but that's what they've got to do to get Klopp's attention, to get the fan base's attention and, you know, to cement some kind of thing going forward as to you know get breaking into this yeah. this team I mean Origi is uh, Origi's been is perfect in, in the sense isn't he because he, he you get the sense I mean he, you know he's finished last season he scored the winning goal 
in the in the Champions League, and then he scores. Of course, the other goals he scored against you know Newcastle against, against Everton against Everton two against Barcelona and the Barca. Yeah. Now that was a kid who could have turned around and said, "I'm off." You know, I'm going to get a big old payday out of it. He hasn't done that, and in many ways, it's brilliant, isn't it? Because he's the kind of player that we need. We need someone who knows that they're going to be sitting on the bench more likely, but is going to fit, is going to feature in it. Um, and it's other players like that really that we need. But it's but it's that problem is we're not going to spend. We're going to be spending 40, 50 million euros on a player that's going to come here and sit down, and, and they're not going to want to do it. With that in mind, do any of you? know of any or have heard of any rumours because that I mean let's face it that's what everyone wants to know listening to these podcasts reading the papers watching the TV they want to know who we've got in mind and and, and of course you guys I've got your ear closer to the grindstone than we have so do you know of anything floating around the horizon that Liverpool are they keeping I'll, I'll let Connor turn on to this one <laughs> It's tricky. Obviously, Liverpool play their cards so close to their chest, and that is how we like that like as well. Michael Edwards was like, you know, when Fabinho arrived last year, it was t- like nobody, no so one, everyone yeah. basically surprise. had a clue about that. Was and like the kid coming home late from a night out, one is like the key in the door. It, it, like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Hi, here you are. Oh, yeah. he's, he's a really great player. Yeah, where have you been? Hi, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's tough. Obviously, you got that Harvey Elliott in in the mix, and. You probably know a little bit more about him than I do, to be fair. But he, you know, he's not. He hasn't signed yet, though, has no, he? No, not yet. But he's he's pretty close. I, I mean, think, he was at Brent Park. I passed him in in the hallway right. and stuff. So you think you're not taking a if young kid to to watch Liverpool yeah. play if he's not about to? But you know, again, that's close to the chest. We don't really know when or if. You know, so it, it is difficult. I think with transfers as to know who's. You know, the rumours obviously circulate because yeah. agents want to ramp up fees yeah, and yeah. get moves for different players so you know there's one who's in the offing his name's Bilal Hassayini I don't know if anybody's heard of him um, He play, he's an 18 year old lad he's, he's an attacker he can play a couple of his inches from free and he looks really talented he's, he's playing for Paris FC I think in Liga 2 but quite a lot of European clubs have won it in the season and Liverpool have been pretty closely linked and they haven't turned that one down if that makes sense they haven't said no we're not going for him they haven't outright as they've done with so many rumours this summer said no He's one that you know might because be one to no denial. look at his highlight reel. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, there's a little bit of a thing going on. Funny enough, talking about transfers, I, I noticed a thing on LFC Echo today about about some of the players that Rafa Benitez missed out on. It's a great little piece. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see some of the players that he nearly signed couldn't quite. I mean, the, the, the biggest one, I guess, is um, David Silva, but they but, but they balked at the at the transfer fee of twenty million. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Alves, um, Simao, uh, something, something. Aaron Ramsey was an interesting one as well. They were, they were, and Nemanja Vidic. These were all players that we don't get to hear half the story. That's the point, isn't it? You know, we hear about, and I think Liverpool have gone back to that now where we had a couple of years where we were getting thrown in the mix with everyone. It was getting embarrassing, wasn't it? We're in the mix for this, we're in the mix for that. And it's, and, uh, it's gone back to that thing now of, of, of being surprised by who we're up for. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think Better that's, way of doing business. It's important, isn't it? And as a business model and as a club going forward, you're not going to want every single bit of your business being touted around every newspaper in the world. And I think, from Liverpool's perspective, when it is just rumours, when it is just speculation, that helps them a lot because they can get their business done behind the scenes and, you know, you immediately get better players. You're not getting the players that agents want rid of their club for money and this and the other. You want players that they want. So, you know, it's a better way of doing things. And I guess in a forward, being being the European champions and, and doing what Liverpool did last season, it affords you a bit more respect in the transfer Certainly market does. as well, doesn't it? So there's a bit more of a, well, you come to us, we'll come and we'll look at your player now. But it gives you that much more standing, does it not? 
Yeah, it definitely does. But at the same time, it sort of makes you link with everyone because, it, like I said before, it just the, will, the agents it'll will get it. the prices and different moves for different clubs. So it's a bit annoying in that sense, it seems to be, this summer, especially because Liverpool haven't gone out there and, you know, bought player A, B and C. The fans are sort of waiting and wanting to read these rumours more. So they're getting pumped around more and just, you know, loads of different ones are flying out where... Last season, it was Liverpool were quite, you know, like Fabinho and quick in, yeah, in what yeah. they were doing. And they never really, you know, Klopp's got his business done early in all the seasons he's been here. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain was deadline day and that was like the latest ever. It's usually, you know, I think July, by July, everything sort of wrapped up early July. So, you know, it's, it is, it's, it's nice to be, you know, getting linked with all these, these, big money signings and stuff, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're in pretty safe hands, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. What you've got to remember is for a lot of those players, it's only their first season together. You know, like Alisson, Van Dijk, and so it's only their first season and there's going to be so much more to come. And, you know, as I said, Brewster, Oxlade-Chamberlain, they're coming back and they are wonderful players. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't obviously seen Brewster play yet, but there would be so much excitement around him. And I just think that, the position that Liverpool are in is, is a fortunate position and to be you know so happy with what they've got and working on what they've got and going forward it's a, like next year probably we're going to be in the market for somebody because you can't go so many seasons without buying you have an ageing squad etc etc but this year they have a, quite a young squad that all seems to be just about hitting their peaks yeah. going to have played together for a year a bit more cohesion a bit more you know what Klopp wants to do a bit more of his methods and I, I'm, I'm excited for this season d- despite signing nobody absolutely so uh, come sorry just to say these players aren't being linked away either which is very important yeah. you know yeah we've always said that keep the players you've got as signings in themselves there hasn't been anything yeah. really yeah. you know sniffing about no sort of links for these world-class players that we've got. Yeah. No one's, because Liverpool... The Mane-Real Madrid was floating around again with Zidane coming back and being such a big fan of, of Mane's, but but like you say, it, it's... It's gone, isn't it? It's, it's died gone. of death. Yeah, yeah. it's died of death and, and, and we're keeping the core players that we need. That was the... I think that was always going to be more important than who we... The acquisitions was just keeping hold of yeah. that because it's one they start splintering off. You've got to start that rebuilding process and like you just say, which is remarkable when you think about it. Uh, so many players their first major season. Yeah, that's it. And, and and so much more to come. How many then of this of the team that's going to face Norwich will be facing Sport and Lisbon on Thursday night then? Because we're now getting to the crux of it. We're two weeks away, aren't we, from the start of the season? How much, you know, we're, we're, how many, uh, how much of that first team are going to want to? Because it's fitness levels, isn't it? It's about getting yourself fit. Or is the bulk of that team, uh, the Hendersons and the stuff like, that, are they are they concentrating on their fitness outside of? of actual gameplay and, and are doing it in the gym. How does it, how does it work? I think we'll get closer to, to Liverpool's start and 11. But then, you know, we've got to remember that we play a community shield game and that will got be... Got Switzerland in the middle of that as well. Yeah, yeah. and that'll be yeah. a weekend side to what's going to start the Premier League. So Klopp will have his eyes on all of these yeah. situations, but obviously the Premier League Open is going to be the big one, isn't it? I think we'll, we will see maybe... I don't know because he has been using a lot of subs as well because you want to get minutes in everyone's legs. But does he say take the last sort of? And I think the preseason tour is it does seem quite fan orientated as well. Like they want everyone to, you know, to give the players all the run out and get the fans to have a you know. Yeah, it's more of a Carl and Globetrotters type thing now, and it's more of a commercial thing, isn't it? So it it is difficult. Does he say in the first half I'm going to you know play a stronger team, or does he just you know ebb the stronger players? throw out with the yeah. younger players you know because you can't just play a, t- a squad of youngsters in the second half and all, all the 
the the experienced ones in the first. But he's very fitness orientated, and he clubs. Yeah, you know, there's well, that hard running, that hard pressing style, isn't it? I think if you, you know, if you think of Liverpool's strongest eleven, whatever that might be, I think it will be only really Mane for that Norwich game who will be a question mark over just because his fin- his season finished so much later yeah, than everybody yeah. else's, and he finished he on Saturday, a, didn't it? Last Saturday. Needs a free week rest really to yeah. get him back into the swing of things. And as Klopp said, he's had, he's had essentially a thirteen month year, which yeah. is just it's madness. It's great for him. He's obviously you know he's got to the Afcon finals, disappointing to lose, but yeah, I, I think to be honest, it'll be a strongest eleven you can imagine, but probably without Manny, probably be Origi that starts against Norwich on that left hand side. I imagine not a bad replacement. Not a bad replacement at all. Connor's on. Thank you very much, mate. Neil Appreciate your Thank impulse. you very much too. Appreciate your impulse as always, Kieran O'Neill. Thank you. Keep feeling sorry for people today, love. I know it's the hay fever. Give the hugs out. Give the uh, the clop hugs. A great bit of footage you haven't seen about with the reporter saying, "Where's my hug?" <laughs> and um, and and the guy looked just like him and Klopp called him called him a bleeping doppelganger. Yeah, um, great, but and some amazing footage as well of um, of when they met that basketball player in, in the states. Yeah, he was seven, seven foot seven, seven foot seven. seven. Look at him next to Van Dyke. Him next, to, I doubt he'd get past him anyway. But no, Klopp Van, said, shook his hand and said, "I found a striker." I found us, well, then he went, Peter Crouch, he's Crouch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great bit of footage as always. Got a great sense of humour. Thank you, you two. Appreciate it. I'll let you get back to the pool now in the states, obviously. Um, thank you for your support. Listen to uh, Poetry Emotion and all the other stuff as well on Blood Red uh, this is Neil Fitz our next podcast will be I would imagine uh, just before the start of the season it'll be just before the Norwich game so I'll be looking forward to that um, uh, but we've got Sporting Lisbon before that uh, enjoy watching Liverpool this season it's going to be great I know we're going to do well I know we're going to do great stuff once again thanks guys and I'll see you on the next Poetry Emotion You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo